Hey, 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 and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm pumped that you're here today because we got my good friend, John Spoggy, coming in to hang out with us today. And he's uh, got his hands in a lot of different things with uh, association that he owns. And he's got some agencies that he owns. His wife's involved in some agency ownership. And he's worked for carriers and companies and agencies. And he's been all over the place. And this conversation is a lot of fun. And we break down a lot of different things here. So I can't wait for you to check it out. Before I do, I got to talk to you about my good friends over at Smart Choice. You know, they are the fastest growing agency network for a reason. They help you get contracts. They help you to be a better insurance agent. They help you to maximize those contracts by giving you lower premium and volume commitments, and they give you higher commissions. That's right, higher commissions. They help you commercial. They help you personal lines. They got ENS. They got direct uh, standard markets. They got it all. Smartchoiceagents.com. Also, my good friends over at CoverDesk, they do a great, great, great job with virtual assistants. You know, whether you're looking for one or 30, you know, they could do a team approach with CoverDesk, uh, CoverDesk Direct, where you could have a team of uh, virtual assistants to help you, whether it's a book roll or whether it's a team project or whether it's anything in there in between. Uh, those virtual assistants over at CoverDesk can help you. And Andy and his team do a phenomenal job there. Thank you so much for being a sponsor of the show. And uh, guys, thank you so much for reaching out to CoverDesk. Uh, I, I love having that partnership. Guys, uh, go to CoverDesk.com and check it out. Uh, guys, uh, let's uh, get into the show today. John Spoggy comes at us from California. We talk about a hard market. We talk about associations and networking, and he gives some great advice for the good three, five, seven agents out there. You'll know what I'm talking about after you listen. So let's uh, let me get out of the way and let's jump in here. Sit back, relax, and join my conversation with John Spoggy. John Spoggy, what's going on, my man? Damn. <laughs> we made it happen. <laughs> we finally made it happen. This has been a long time coming, folks. Me and this guy have been connected for several years now. We finally got a chance to get on a podcast together, and I'm I'm super jacked about it, man. So uh, where are you at right now? So in, in a world of hurt. In, in a, a world, world of hurt. hurt. Uh-oh. This, Sounds this, like something this, we may have to unpack. Rough, man. Yeah, it is. <laughs> So are you telling me this might be a little bit of a therapy session? Is that what you're trying to yeah, tell me? Yeah. I think all of us need I think all of us need it right now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Well, um, you know, before we get too much into the therapy session and laying on the couch, why don't we uh, you know, why don't we take a walk down memory lane and won't you tell the audience who you are, where you come from, go back as far as you want and leave me up to now. Sure. I, I got this elevator pitched down. Uh so I've been doing this uh 30, 30 almost 33 years now, uh, started in an insurance agency, uh, um, independent, broke my thumb, had to go to county hospital because everybody there was either family of the owner or retired military. Uh, so I said, I got to get some benefits. Uh, I can't, I can't do this. I don't know if you guys have been to a county hospital, but it's, it's rough. Uh, it's definitely rough. Uh, so my mom and dad worked there too. Uh, so I worked with my mom and dad uh, at that same agency. I went on, I, worked, I went to work for FIC at the time, uh, went through underwriting, corporate underwriting, commercial underwriting, uh, customer service, uh, and then finally made it into marketing, which I think was my true calling. Um, you know, I'm real good at connecting agents with uh, companies and being that in-between person. I understand both sides really well. So I worked for uh 
FIC that changed to Unitrend. It's now Camper. I, I worked for AIG uh, for about five years. I worked for the Hartford. I worked for the General. And I worked for GMAC. Um, and then about 10 years ago, I started my own agency. 13 years ago, I started uh, the association. Uh, the association bottom line is to connect people uh, and get them where they need to go. So, and then uh, just been plugging along since then. Uh, but this market is rough. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, I hear you. And our stories sound very similar. I, I've spent a lot of time on the company background, spent some time in agency ownership, and uh, I've done a lot of association work and uh, spent a lot of time networking throughout my career. So I love to hear that. And it gets me excited to know that we have such a connection in that area. But, you know, uh, going back to, well, I guess we'll start where you, we'll go backwards in from where you just started. So you said, uh, you know, it's a tough market that we're in. I know you're out in California. So all of us that aren't in California, we don't know what you're going through. We've heard. We've heard the horror stories. We know, you know, about the wildfires and we know about different things going on with carriers. But when you talk about a hard market, you're talking about a hard market, not just in California, but all over the country right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, Again, what happened in California was pretty much man-made at this point. You know, we had a, a commissioner that wouldn't let us, wouldn't let the rig filings go through, wouldn't even let new carriers come, come in here. And because those uh, rate filings didn't go through uh, for so long, the carriers weren't able to catch up. So, you know, it's not just inflation and the fires in, in that, you know, those would come up naturally and you'd hope that companies would be priced right for that. But when the uh, shortages came in and the labor costs went up so high, you know, thing of plywood would be like 14 bucks and ended up being like 40 bucks uh, by the time it was done. It's, it's starting to come down now. Uh, but same thing, they were just tolling out cars rather than, than fixing cars. Uh, so the insurance companies have not been able to get the rates that they need. And I think that happened across the country somewhat, but, you know, states that, uh, can file in, in, in rate, you know, have it a little bit easier. The ones that quite honestly are probably an elected, (laughs) elected position instead of an appointed position, uh, you know they they they're looking for votes too and let's face it rate rate hikes aren't aren't great um so that's you know that's california in a nutshell but even the other states you know the companies are having problems catching up to supply uh, issues and and stuff like that so yeah and that's the thing that in my opinion i think that we're going to be in and i've said this before in the podcast and i'll stand on this because i i believe this i really feel like we're coming into probably what's going to be the longest hard market cycle we've ever had I don't think it's going to be one of those because in the past, when you and I have seen a hard market as agency owners, we thought, oh, we'll, we'll book it through the next year and then we'll be fine. I think this one's going to settle in for a while because of what you just talked about. And because let's go with lumber cost. You know, if you can charge, you know, I don't know, $5 for a two by four, you know, whatever it might be, why go back to 250 or $1 when you've been able to get that? If you're an HVAC contractor, why go backwards on your pricing when you've been able to get that for the last couple of years? Same thing with any of the contractors out there with automobiles, with all the things like that. I just feel like pricing, there's no reason for them to go backwards unless some disruptor comes in and try to change things a little bit. But I just feel like we're going to be settled in here for quite some time. And that's the issue that's happened too. Uh, and I'm sure it's happened in other states. Normally when a market goes like this, you always have some carrier that comes in and really thinks that, hey, you know, that 
we were already overpriced or we, we, we had our prices right. Everybody else had their prices wrong. And now like is our time to start getting business. Well, out here in California, like nobody wants to play in the sandbox right now. Uh, so we don't have those, those companies that kind of fill in, you know, in, in all honesty, you just need one or two. <laughs> You're probably going to blow them out of their reinsurance pretty quick. But normally there's, there's a carrier or somebody that that wants to fill in that that gap, and right now there there there's nobody like they're they're looking at it, and, and and I think later on in the year we'll start to get that, and I think that's what's going to kind of kind of dig us out of this is when somebody does come in and say, hey, we we do have the the right rate, and we can start. Uh, bringing on some business. So, yeah. And, you know, regardless, nobody can see that crystal ball to see what's going to happen over the next couple of years. So that's the tough part. And and I gather that and I understand that and probably a reason why I'm not an agency owner anymore. However, uh, to those, you know, you being an agency owner and, you know, you have several locations, right? You said yes. you have two or three agencies. Um, yep. What would you say, you know, your approach is and maybe some, you know, Maybe somebody can glean from your approach on how to handle this hard market. What are you trying to do, you know, to keep your back door closed and to gain new business? Yeah. So uh, right now, especially retention is like absolutely key. Uh, and also empowering your staff. So I, I heard this from Billy Williams, actually, and it's like so key. You know, our our agency doesn't we need to have empathy, but we don't need to apologize for what's happening with the rates. Like our rates are going up exactly the same as theirs. And the other thing is educating them. Uh, you know, right now in California, most most companies, you're going to have like 10 day, 10 day bind, bind uh, authority. So if these guys are, you know, just pissed off about the rate and just think they're going to move on, uh, you just got to educate them. And, and that's the other thing. Don't waste your time like trying to shop it with the companies that you have. Really educate them because you're, you're going to waste your time. And a little bit of that is false hope. Uh, and then what's even worse right now is most of the companies aren't even on the comparative radar. So, <laughs> you know, it's not a quick, all right, boom, let me see. OK, here's 40 companies. Uh, you know, for us to get the rates now, uh, you know, we have to have to uh, go to each carrier and, and go through the, their system. So, um, yeah. And I also think there's and I've talked about this before, too, is there's a lot of dangers in that remarketing as well. And people say, you know, what do you mean by that? And I'm thinking, you know, when you do try to remarket that maybe their house hadn't been looked at in a while and they've gotten they've got an older roof now. They haven't updated anything. So when the house inspector comes out, the inspector comes out and says, hey, you need to fix this step, this thing, that thing, the other thing. Excuse me. Um, bad. Uh, podcast etiquette there. But then, you know, you start thinking about all those inspections you got to spend money on. And if you don't get it done in time and manner, then it's going to cost your rate to go up even more. Let's say when they ran your record four years ago or whatever, three years ago, you didn't have any tickets. Now you got a little bit of lead foot over the last couple of years. You've gotten a couple accidents or tickets. There's so many things that could go wrong in a, you know, reshop. So again, positioning yourself to educate, as you mentioned, I think is smart. I think also to position yourself in a way to, you know, explain that to them to say, hey, these are the the dangers of us taking you out to market. And then, like I said, I think a, a big key there is to let them know, hey, your rates aren't the only ones going up. And I tell a lot of people, and I've done this in the past as well, hey, my rates went up. You know, they all they all the time think John Spoggy's the one that's controlling the rates. You know, he's the agency owner, but to let them know, hey, my own rates went up. I can't control these rates. Yeah, and it, and it does make a big difference uh, once you get get your staff that permission to to do that. Because that's the other thing, you know, as salespeople, like we're we're people pleasers, right? We're problem solvers, and uh, you know, we want to have answers for them. And right now, the answers is education. 
uh, rather than just trying to give them a better rate in, in, in that, you know, because even if you switch them or even if they leave <laughs> in California, it's just as soon as their rate filing goes through, you know, they may be in a worse position anyway. So, yeah, just, so just sit there. <laughs> well, and the other thing that you have an advantage and I maybe have a little bit of advantage on is we've had that carrier background. So we know how to speak that carrier lingo and know what to say, not only to the customer, but to the carrier. And so what are some of those conversations you've had over the last six, eight months, or maybe even a year with some of those carriers? And, and what kind of things can you glean from that? Or what kind of things can you talk to us about from that perspective? Yeah, I think that's one of the most important things is uh, like for me, like my true value add to any company that I'm with is that that company experience and knowing that lingo and, and stuff. So that was one of the things when I first started my agency, you know, a lot of people's like, dang, Spoggy, like, you know, you're getting appointments that, that most people can't get and you're getting them off the bat. And I'm like, yeah, but I also know how to talk talk the language. I said, I also have like a almost 40 page business plan. You know, do you need a business plan? No. Does it give you that extra oomph to get in there? Yes. Uh, and then I, I think those conversations, again, with these uh, rates and stuff like that, I understand like what the what the companies are doing. I understand how they do it. I understand it's not personal. Uh, and, it, and it's really easy to have those conversations. So I'll give you a, a real good example. We had one uh, non-standard company that called. So my my thing is during all this is like for the companies, like, please don't touch our commission during this time. Like we're getting beat up bad enough. If you got to make that commission decision, like wait till this is like died down. But I had a, a non-standard carrier call me the other day and said, hey, you know, the owner doesn't want to do it, but we have to. Uh, they were already at uh, their reinsurance limit. They they were basically going to lose the program, which means we don't have a market. So his his explanation on that is like, you know, he's going to go back to the reinsurer, tell him, hey, I got two extra extra points that I have coming in. And I you know, I said, you know what? Okay, I, I can understand that. You know, do I like it? No, but I can understand what you're trying to do. You're trying to, to free up uh so that you'll be able to to continue for us to continue to have a program. And then kind of like your lumber thing, you know, his thing is is like, you know, when things get better, you know, we yeah. Maybe give those two points back. And I'm like, like, not likely, but I mean, I, I appreciate, I appreciated the call. Yeah. To explain, like, this is why we had to do it. And it made, and it made sense. So, you know, at that point we can swallow it and, and move along. Luckily, whenever, when we do non-standard in California, we do, we are allowed to charge a fee. So to make up for 2%, we can, we can do that if, if we feel like it. So hundred percent. And I'm with you on that. And it's better than pulling out of the state altogether or losing your program. So I would agree with that. And so uh, I do like what you mentioned about having a business plan and yes, it's impressive to the, um, to the carriers that you're working with, but I think also it's a good time in your agency when you're going through a hard market, because there's a lot of agency owners out there right now that may not have ever been through this kind of hard market. And so I think it'd just be beneficial to not only you, but to your staff and your carriers and to your customers to maybe, you know, sit down with your leadership team or with your staff or whoever and come up with that plan. Yep. The, so the good thing with a business plan, if you're doing it right, just like any any type of plan that you do, it's a, it's a living document. So that, that means you don't just write this thing 10 years ago and just keep throwing it out to people. I do have a funny story about my business plan. Hit me. Uh, Hit me. You know, I mean, it, it mine's deep. Mine's like super deep. Like mine's uh, one that can definitely get you appointments. But most of the marketing reps, some of them don't really need it uh, and that. I send it to them regardless. Most of them read like the first page, second page, and then that's it. You know, it, it was enough. I, I hit them with enough 
from the beginning for them to understand the agency and where it's at and how we get business. Uh, but I did have one that read through the whole thing. And this is this is fantastic. So he says, Foggy, this is great business plan. He's like, but, you know, how are you going to get business to me? So I went, I had to add one more page that I had for everybody. Uh, and I kind of kind of give away the secret sauce here. So the, the one thing that I do is uh, when I tell them like, hey, you know, we want to work with a company like yours. I go into their company. I go into their mission statement and I basically put their mission statement in in like why I want your company. That's fantastic. So at, this, so at this point, they're like, oh, that sounds familiar. And he's in line with what we're in line with. And then I go into, you know, this is how many apps we're going to get you. This is how we're this is how we're going to market for it and how we go after it. And the thing that the reason that's important is um, especially when you're going after preferred. Like I worked standard, non-standard for a long time, and they would be like, "We're going to write preferred because we're going to go after preferred business, and we're going to do preferred things, and we're going to do this." And then they'd be like, "We're going to send you like thirty apps a month." The preferred companies don't want thirty apps a month; they want three to five good apps a month. Yeah, uh, they would. Yeah, they don't have quality over quantity for sure. <laughs> so and it was so, another thing, like with my yeah. experience, like being on the company side, like knowing how to kind of put that together and, and write that out for people too. Yeah, I think that's yeah. that's really smart. And so, how do you share that business plan, or do you with your your staff? With your, I uh, I definitely share it with my staff. I've actually shared it with other owners owners too. You know, the 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 hardest part I think about writing a business plan or a mission statement, like. You know, mission statements are are really tough uh, too. If, if you're doing it right to align with your with your company, it's not just something that you just throw out there. Um, but I do I do go over it. I, I have gone over it with them. I have uh, walked through it uh, with them. And it's the same thing. It gives them an understanding of like who we are and and, and what we want to accomplish too, and and how we want to go after business. You know, um, I used to always say I was a doer, not a planner. Uh, and like when I was a rep with AIG, like I was the ultimate doer, like I always told people, I talk so much mess, like you better be good. It's like a, a reverse psychology thing. Like if I'm, if oh, yeah. I'm saying I'm this good, I better be great. Uh, uh, yep. You and I are cut from the same cloth, my brother. Uh, <laughs> I am, I'm the same way. Anybody that was my uh, agent when I was a rep, I was the same way. Um, and so, and I love that approach because I think you got to. You got to put yourself in that your own accountability piece to be able to say, if I'm going to talk this much, I got to back this up. <laughs> so I agree. I think that goes for agency owners, for carrier reps, underwriters, all of those. You know, if you're going to do that, you got to say what you or do, what you say you're going to do. And I think that's that's strong. And I think that's a good accountability to put on yourself. And so, um, you know, what part has the I know you just came back from the is it called the big insurance yeah, so we had to change it. We went, uh, we had been, uh, so I changed it three times. First, it was uh, Brokers Insurance Group that aligned well with California. Well, the partner that I had, he was getting divorced and they tried to bring the association into the divorce. So I'm like, this association really does not run like if, if I'm out. So I'm like, whatever, you guys can go ahead, keep that company. <laughs> and I yeah. changed it to Big Independent Group. And at the time, I told people I turned it, changed it to Big Independent Group so that we could actually go out on a national level someday in, in, in that. But the truth is it was a, in a divorce and, uh, you know, we had right. only started, it'd been like three years. So we were the hot, hot thing at that time. Like, I mean, we were hot, <laughs> like we were new, we, we, we were getting huge turnouts. Uh, so then I changed it to big independent group, didn't have a problem for 10 years. Uh, as soon as I decided to go national from just California, I get a, a letter from the big eye 
Uh, and I'm like, yeah. I ain't fighting you. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was so like, what is we'll it change it. Yeah, yeah. The younger me would have probably been like, let's go. Like, they can't do this. I've been doing right. this like 10 years. Like, now you're going to say something? But the wiser, smarter me <laughs> was like, <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so we'll what's today? What is it now? And you just had so your we conference. changed it to Agent Agent Brokers United. Okay. Uh, yeah. So again, it's at the end of the day when you do these shows and that it really does come down to like a few people that's uh, going to be the heart and soul behind it. Uh, even the small yep. local ones uh, that that happen, it, it comes down to a couple people. You know, you may have a board and everything else. But there's a there's always a driving like somebody just got the the passion to put these on and to put them together. Yeah. Uh, you always have that. And uh, again, at the end of the day, it's a name. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. So you just came back from that recently in Vegas, and so what was was this topic discussed at all? Did you hear some things going around the the hard market? What was kind of the focus of this year's agents brokers so, unite? Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. It is time for the mid-roll ad. And guys, I can't wait to uh, discuss a few things with you guys before we get back into this episode with John Spoggy. Canopy Connect is your one-click solution to getting all those deck pages you need to quote your prospect. They are a phenomenal partner here, and they've been with me since the jump, and they've continued to grow and evolve and change. And they are now not only getting deck pages uh, for personal lines insurance, but they're also getting stuff for commercial insurance. They're getting loss runs. They're going to help you get those driver's list. They're going to help you get property locations. They're going to help you get so much stuff that is difficult to do. Or maybe you, you just couldn't read the um, the picture they took you and the VIN number, and you're embarrassed to call back to get that because the picture was smudged. I don't know. Whatever it might be, Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com. One-click solution to getting those deck pages you need. Also, my good friends over at manscaped you know guys it is uh father's day week actually and so by the time this releases if you haven't got anything for your father go to manscaped.com put in the code mayor and you'll get 20 percent off plus free shipping i don't know what you're waiting on i don't even finish this ad that's enough right there but they have the beard hedger they've got the weed whacker which is for nose and ear and eyebrows They've also got the Lawnmower 4.0 to help you with uh, all the other body grooming that you do, and including the below-the-waist grooming. These are precision blades. They are waterproof. They have uh, light to help you with the hard-to-reach places. They're such great blades. Just one swipe, and the hair's gone on your face, uh, your chest, everywhere else. Guys, um, don't miss out on this opportunity. 20% off. And they are now a permanent fixture here, so they're going to be here forever. But make sure Father's Day, you don't miss out on this opportunity. Uh, check it out, manscaped.com. Scroll to the bottom, hit the uh, the code MAYOR, get that 20% off. Let's get back to the show. So we knew everything that was uh, kind of coming down the, the pike. You know, again, it's been hitting us, you know, just in waves after waves after waves. Um, you know, it's getting access to markets and stuff like that right now. Like I'm such, I'm man, I've gone to conventions like 32 years, at least one, maybe multiple. Uh, I've really gotten into the national shows now at, uh, going as an attendee as well. Like I, I, I get so much value out of them. And sometimes the, the thing that's frustrating for me is to, to not be like, why ain't there like 2000 people here? Why, why is there like 600 people here? Like there should be like 1500 easy. 
and I don't care if you're brand new in the business. I don't care if you've been around forever. Like our industry changes so fast. Uh, and if you're not staying on top of it, and then there's there's really something to be said for seeing people face to face, eye to eye, talking to them. You know, right now, I mean, we I have people calling me crying because they don't have markets, they don't have stuff. As I seen somebody put up on uh, Facebook the other day, is like, oh, this market's so tough. Why isn't anybody talking about it? And my thing was, is like, what what conventions have you been to? What associations have you joined? Right. What magazines have you read? Like, right. what podcasts have you listened to? The cool thing with the with what the industry we're in now is there's so much stuff out there, and there's so much support uh, that there there used to not be. But like, I'm just I'm like, even if I didn't run a convention, like I'd still go to uh, two or three a year. Like, I just see so much value in them. Um, yeah, I, listen, I couldn't agree more. Um, <laughs> and anybody that knows me knows that about me. And uh, my wife is the the EVP of the PIA of Arkansas. And so I'm super involved there. And then I've spoken at many different events, and including three or four more this year. And I, I love going to events. I love face-to-face. I love relationships. But even deeper than that, just, you know, being, like you said, a part of something, you know, whether it's agents, marketing reps, wherever you fit in the, in the world of insurance, being a part of that and being able to share ideas and thoughts and and whatnot with other people, I just think is huge. Yeah, that, that was that. Like I said, that was my my. I was proud of the show this year, uh, but in a way, I'm like we could have helped so many so many more people. Uh, so what were you proud like of said, so much? What were you so proud of this year this year's show? You know what is the first one that we went went, went national. Uh, it was uh, one of the first ones. Like we made a mistake. Like we 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 were making the shows free for for agents and that. And the problem is when you do that, like it kind of diminishes the the value some somewhat. And it shouldn't because it's not like I want, really want to charge the, the agents to attend. But uh, we really didn't have that uh, this year, and we we actually had a buildup. It was like. We had it free for like November, December, and the show wasn't until May. But then we started like a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks, three hundred bucks, four. Got all the way up to five hundred bucks. Uh, and it's really because there's so much pressure on an event coordinator to try to do stuff when you have no idea how many people showing up. Right. But uh, this year, one, we did get people uh, from all over the country, which was cool. It was still mainly a California. Uh, show you know we've been doing it here for so long it's the first time we we moved out uh our speakers were absolutely phenomenal that's the other thing like people missed out on the speakers and i have a hard part with that i'm a marketing rep at at heart i gotta be honest like my attention span is usually not (laughs) real long so even when i go to shows across the country i know i'm missing out because i can get in there and i can be there about 20 minutes and i'm like oh man i can't i can't sit this long and so like with me, I usually go out and I start talking to all the marketing reps, uh, you know, that are waiting. That, right. That's that's on me. I got to get better at that. Because like I said, even when I do my show, I, I know the value of uh, what these speakers have to say. And like you said, you can catch up. You can catch one idea from the show. They can change your your whole agency. And the other thing that happened this year that I was dis- the only other thing that I was disappointed in is we didn't have the carriers out in um you know, I'm doing another one in Northern California, and then we have a big one uh, um, that happens in Southern California with another association. I'm really trying to encourage the carriers. I understand, like, it sucks. Like, the decisions you you have to make are really tough, and what you have to tell us is really hard. But, man, you support us during the bad times. Like, come out and, and just be there and talk to us. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, 
you know, hey, I'm appointing and stuff like that. We just we 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 need we need their support. We're all in this together. We need you to come out to the events. Like, yeah. And my pet peeve is when any company talks about budget. Like I'm an agency owner. Like when I was a marketing rep and worked for the carriers, they could tell me the budget uh, thing all day long, and I was like, oh, we just don't have it in the budget. Now I'm like, man, I spent a lot to to get clients in. And I always tell uh, agents and companies, you never know where your next million dollar, $10 million like deals coming from. Yep. And you can have one, one person at that show out of 800. that could be the total game changer or, or a big uh, thing for you. And especially, and now agency owners, like, come on, there's so much technology out there. There's things moving so fast. There's things that, uh, you know, we didn't have enough VA companies out there. I'm like, man, VA is like the the hot thing. Like we should have like they should have been like premium finance companies. We should have like five out there. <laughs> right, there's a bunch of them. And so uh, you being in the position you're in, running an association, you know, being in the business as long as you have, doing what you do, uh, and you probably get lots of phone calls from agencies, carrier reps, whatnot, asking for advice and going through whatnot. So let's have a couple different. Uh, conversations here. So I uh, let's go through a uh, new agent just started from scratch, calls you up. Hey, you know, John, I, you know, I need some advice on what I can do right now. I'm coming in. I'm a, I'm a new agent. I'm green and I'm in a hard market, you know, and I've got this. I got to hire. I got to grow. What's the first thing that you could tell me? What's some advice you would give me, John? You're coming in at the perfect time. <laughs> talk, talk to no me, reason. John. Tell me. Yeah, Everybody else is telling me it's was... a bad time. So tell me why. Nope. Nope, you coming in at the perfect time because you're coming in at the roughest time that, uh, that anybody has seen in a long time. So you you haven't felt the good times yet. So good good you point. know what? Every appointment that you get, every every client that you get is is a plus, and things are only going to get better from from here. Like you know, again, a lot of people's like got the opposite mindset. I'm like, nope, you coming? You know what? You make it through this, and you will make it through because you're going to have that drive and determination. Uh, and you're going to have an open mind uh, to to probably do some other things that's going to help you that's going to help you survive. <laughs> and so, you know, following up from that question, same same situation to get carriers. Do I start? Should I start with you know going to a network, or should I go you know ENS route because I know I can get appointments there, or should I just get what I can get and just follow their appetite? What do you think I should do from there? I'm, I'm green. I don't know what I'm doing, John. Yeah. So uh, it's funny because. Uh, we're part of SIA with one of our uh, agencies too. So, you know, that model works great. Uh, I, me personally, I still come from the part, go out, get, get whatever you can get, you know, work, work for those appointments. You're going to appreciate them like even more so than, you know, just joining a group and that there are great groups out there though. So if you need that, that, that kickstart, you know, uh, go ahead and, and, and get with that. But me my personal advice is for you to go try to get the as many appointments that you can, and then you can still join those groups if you need to. Yeah, you whether know. it's SIAA or Smart Choice or a Canyonlands, yeah. whatever you want to get into, I, I agree with you. But you know, so I'm, I just you know wanted to hear what your advice would be on that, and then you know, should I? Um, I got you know a little bit of money here. Should I start off with a producer or start off with an account manager or? you know, give me a VA or two and try to run it by myself. What are your thoughts on that? Yep. My, my, my thoughts on that, when you first start out, like do, do as much as you can, make sure you know every part of the agency, <laughs> then uh, bring on a producer. Um, <laughs> 
I'm a firm believer and it's not always easy, but I'm, I'm a firm believer, get a producer, get them on uh, commission only, um, you know, and, and yeah. they're going to, they're going to, they're going to eat what they, what they, what they go after. Uh, and I know that's not always easy, but if you can find that, that guy, like he's going to fight for the business. All and right. then, and then <laughs> <one> just, <laughs> I preach three, five, seven to everybody. What's that? Um, I, I preach it to agency owners. I preach it to uh, producers. So three, five, seven. Realistically, you get in this business. It's going to take you three years to be doing decent. So you know, if you had to work another job, if you whatever you got to do to make sure you're paying bills, you know, you may have to to do double shifts. Like that's that's it. I worked two jobs almost my entire life. But so three years, five years, you're going to be pretty comfortable. By seven years, like you should be uh, jamming. You should, you know, your your income where you want to be. And then especially if you're an owner, by seven years, like your job should be what what my job is at this point. My job is to get the best of the best contracts, get the best programs out there, get the best processes for my people. If I'm writing a policy, I got to be honest, at this point, I write, my, my wife has an agency too, and I'll go work that on Saturday. It's non-standard. I'll write policies over there. But if I'm writing policies for a company that I own, there's an issue. Like, that's not my job. My 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 job is to set these guys up for success, give them the best possible tools, uh, and then stay on the forefront of what's going on. Um, that that's my my thing in a nutshell. Like yeah, you may want so, to sell in that, that's fine, but you're gonna stymie your agency. Yeah, I hear you completely. So let's talk to that person who's been in it seven to ten years and they've gotten to that place where they're good. But here we are in a market we've never seen before in my seven years. Now, we've hit a couple of hard markets in the last seven years, but not like this. Um, you know, I've got producers that are scared. I've got uh, account managers that are upset because they're getting cussed out every day and people are calling them and abusing them. And, you know, carriers are pulling out and things are happening and rates are going up. You know, what, what I need some some therapy advice, John. If I'm that guy. What do you tell me? So here's the thing: you can't you can't set it and forget it. This this industry will not let you do that. And if you think that it, it's going to do it, you're going to be that guy that you know. Hey, you you build a good book. Uh, you're okay with renewals. You're never growing. You're never really. You're not really shrinking. You're kind of maintaining it. But this industry is not a set it and forget it. So when I say like, hey, I shouldn't be selling policies and that, I need to I need to know what's going on. I need to stay in front of people again. Trade shows social media groups, podcasts, like, you know, let's be honest, like most of the, the producers aren't, aren't, aren't doing that. They don't care about your business. Like you care about your business. So just because you've got, I don't care, 30 years in this business, if you're not staying on top of what's going on, this business will, will pass you by. That's another thing that's great about this business. That guy that starts like one year, two years, uh, has just as much opportunity and growth as you do, you know, it, it makes it harder. It's sometimes the longer you're in an industry, it makes it harder. You know why? Because you remember what happened like three years ago. You remember when the company right. were doing this, like you're not saying it, it's a, it's such a great industry and it's such a, a, a good way for like young people to get in it. We need more young people in it, but it's just, it's just learning like half of it's just learning the systems. You know, let's face it, most of the underwriting gets done for us. You're exactly right. You know, and that's one of the things, whether you're, you know, on that seven to 10 year side or this side over here, I mean, it's something you can navigate. It's just going to take some intentionality. Yep. That's the other great thing that happened. It, didn't everybody think the great disruptor was going to be uh, all the tech and all the other stuff that they have? And guess what happened? 
we back to underwriting. Underwriters actually, their, their job's actually valuable again. Because let's yep. face it, like personal lines, underwriting, uh, we, used to, we used to say when we went from personal lines, underwriting to commercial underwriting, like now you got to use your brain. Now you got to think. Yeah. So, so many policies were being just issued. Like if you checked all the boxes, you made it look pretty like the policy never even seen an underwriter. Now, I don't know about in other states, like now every policy being underwritten uh in like double triple like that's why there's a 10-day bind and all that they're looking into stuff but what happened uh it wasn't it wasn't technology that was the the great disruptor it was actually you know legislative wise and inflation that that, that came back so we're back to the basis of like how do we make an underwriting profit and it's not just an auto issue policy (laughs) exactly and uh you know so uh, you know, you've given me some some good stuff here that I want to digest a little bit. But I don't know if I have enough time, but but the three five seven I think is solid. Um, I love the three five seven, and I've heard some things around that. But uh, so that that agency in that five year area, you know, that is again in this place we're at in our marketplace, whether in the East Coast or West Coast, you know, we're all dealing with the same thing. You know, would you advise them in any other way that you would have the guy in the beginning or the guy later on in his career? Yeah, at, at five years, you should be looking at, uh, you know, rounding out your book even more. So let's face it, those first three years, and there's a reason why carriers don't like appointing agencies uh, when they haven't had three years in business. Man, you're doing what you have to survive. You're doing what you have to do to eat. Like <laughs> you're taking on, you're taking on anybody and everybody at five years, you know, honestly, you should start shaping your agency that, you know, we're getting customers that we want. We're going and fishing in ponds that we want to fish in. We're just not taking everybody because when you take everybody, like, let's face it, they've, they've been rejected by a lot of people. The same thing, trying to be a generalist insur- insurance agency where you say, I do auto, home, life, commercial, all this. And, and you really don't know commercial in that. At five years, that should be where you're like, you're starting to pivot and you are starting to pick up those other lines. Um, and that now that like, wow, what... Our agencies have survived because we we had pivoted to to do a more commercial in that uh, mm-hmm. a while back. Now I'm like completely uh, getting into the Medicare and life side. So it's try, trying to round these guys out. You know, it's trying to sell them. Like now we have the, the trust of the client. It's trying to, you know, even though this market is messed up, it's like, hey, you need an umbrella policy, you know, <laughs> like you got you got things to lose. And right. those first Three years, you probably ain't doing that as much. If you are, like you're you're ahead of most people. But those first three years, you you're just trying to get a policy in, you know. Yeah. At five no, years, exactly. start making that pivot. At seven years, you know, if you have your processes in and that, like you're gonna have all that that rounded out. And if it doesn't happen at that time, it's fine. You still have time to make up for it. But your money wise, <laughs> at seven years, you. You know, it's it's up to you what you do with your agency at that point. Like you made it seven years in in, in businesses. Uh, you made it seven years. You probably and if you did it right, you probably you're probably in pretty good shape. Yeah, you're right. Um, so. You know, we, we've talked to the three, the five, and the seven now, and, I, and I'm glad that we went down that route because, again, as you mentioned, we started. We're in a tough place right now. We all need a little help, and so. You know, getting a little help from Uncle John doesn't help, and so it doesn't hurt. So that's great, uh, and I appreciate that. And so, you know, anything else that you're seeing out there right now that you want to talk about a little bit? I mean, you you kind of seen it all. You've been there, done that, wore a lot of hats in this business. Probably the biggest thing. I mean, honestly, you're all, always going to get down. Like, reach out to the groups, uh, get help, get support from other agents, and that. And and that that's the 
really important thing. Get help from other agents. Uh, quite honestly, I love reps, but reps make a salary. They work for a company. Uh, yeah. And and the really good reps are there to, to tell you about other groups and that, but they don't know your pain. Like unless they were a business owner, they do not know your your, your pain. Uh, reach out to 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 other owners. I, I wish in California that like that would happen more. That's I, I like going to the national shows and stuff like that, and I like going to the shows with preferred agents uh, because of that. Like they have confidence in what they've done and in, in that. So I'm, I hate to talk about just California, but in California we have a lot of agents that, that it was easy for them, and the reason it was easy because they had broker fees and that and they they could start a right. business. The that problem makes with them is they don't talk to each other. They don't try to help each other out. Uh, talk talk to each other. Like if you need to, like go into the associations, go into the chat rooms. I mean, there's there's great uh, Facebook groups out there, and then build a relationship with somebody and just find out, like, hey, we're going through the, the same thing. And there, again, you never know where your next million dollar freaking conversations coming from. And that's what happens when you go to, to trade shows and you get involved in their groups. Uh, you get to have those personal conversations with people that's going through the same thing as you, or they may just have a, a great idea. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that kills me when you talk to agents that are like, I don't want to go share ideas or I don't want to, you know, have them steal my ideas. It's like, bro, like, first of all, they're probably not going to. And second of all, if they do, there's enough business to go around. That abundance yeah. mindset's got to be the key I think right now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking those thoughts, you've got to turn around and, you know, think about that from a, an abundance mindset instead of a scarcity mindset. Yep. And get out, get out to the trade shows that are out there, man. Like, uh, they're, they're put together for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're and that's what a happened. lot of money to be there too. Yep. And that's in that three, five, seven. That's what happens to too much two uh, times two. After three years, they think they they they're doing good. They think they have every appointment. Uh, they don't need any help. And that happens in in the whole spectrum of stuff. At first, they're not like that. At first, they're like, <laughs> "Give me the knowledge, give me the stuff." Then they get sit back in their office. If you sit back in your office and and don't get out to the stuff that's available to you, you're going to do okay. You're not going to do great. Right. Sorry. No, I hear you. <laughs> No, I hear you completely, and I agree with you. Um, and so you got to get out of your office. You got to be intentional. You got to be proactive, uh, whether you're in a hard market or a soft market, for that matter. But yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you're in a good place in a hard market if you're green, and you got to pivot a little bit at five or seven, but you can still make it and get through it. And uh, you know, get involved. All those things you talked about today are so crucial. That's why I wanted to have you on. And um, how could people find you if they want to talk to Uncle John and, and uh, pick his ear, pick his brain a little bit, talk to him, bend his ear? What where would you have them find you at? And so still old school, probably the, there's two places that I'm. If I'm you say on. facts, I'm going to hang up. <laughs> no, I was really, I was just going to mention Facebook or, or LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, it's, it's just under John Spoggy. Like uh, th- those two places is probably the, the best uh, <laughs> like to, to hit me up and Google me. <laughs> If they wanted to get involved in your association, can they do that, whether they're on the East Coast or West Coast? Yeah. So, uh, again, the, the idea was to always try to move that national. Uh, you know, we had had California, like the the the, the change on that. Right now, the, the uh, same places, if you go to B-I-G-I-N-S-U-S-A.com, uh, that's where all the information is about the shows and the events and that. Uh, hopefully, I'll get back to what we, I mean, We've done about seven cruises. Uh, we've done picnics. We've done about like 5,000 tickets to baseball games at, at, at one time uh, or one year. 
Uh, we've done a whole lot of uh, stuff. The pandemic kind of slowed that down. But our number one thing, like, I, you know, with most associations, it's education, it's networking, it's advocacy. Um, ours, ours really is set up for the, the, the networking and education side. Like, uh, yeah, man. we got in the advocacy side. It just takes so much money and memberships would be so much higher. <laughs> it's, it's right. Tough. Yeah, no, I agree. And so, guys, get in get in touch with this guy. Um, I've been waiting for years to finally talk to him. And so now that you've talked to him or heard him, yeah, I want you to get in touch with him a lot sooner than I did. So, uh, man, thank you for joining me and hanging out with us today. Thank you for adding so much value. And uh, I'll have to come, have you come back on again. Let's wrap again. Yeah, that would be awesome. Man, I appreciate you, brother. All right. Take care. You too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, guys, for hanging out with me and John Spoggy today in the program. Hope you had as good time as I did. Keep sending in those ideas. Keep talking to me. Keep helping me to get in the mailbag. I love getting into my laptop over there and and, uh, reading all the emails and the direct messages and uh, all the things you guys send me. Uh, It's so much fun. Uh, Go to Heath at insurancetownpodcast.com. And uh, if you want to be on the show yourself, uh, I'd love to hear from you. You've got some ideas. I'd love to as well. I've got uh, several shows lined up for the next couple of weeks, but I'd love to hear from you. And uh, I will be needing some guests in August, September, uh, maybe even late July. So I'd love to hear from you uh, if you have any ideas for the show. Uh, if you all also have an idea for your own show, go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Ready Set Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into reality. Thanks again, guys. I look forward to hanging out with you again next week.